the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for being with me today. It's Thursday, July the 6th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On July 6, 1944, an estimated 168 people died in a fire that broke out during a performance in the main tent of the Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus, Hartford, Connecticut. 168 people died in that fire. Today, in 1483, England's King Richard III was crowned in Westminster Abbey. Today, in 1777, during the American Revolution, British forces captured Fort Ticonderoga. Today, in 1854, the first official meeting of the Republican Party took place in Jackson, Michigan. Today, in 1850, that party, I might add, that political party, was formed around the idea of freedom, freedom from slavery in particular, but freedom in general. Today in 1885, French scientist Louis Pasteur tested an anti-rabies vaccine on a nine-year-old kid, Joseph Meister. He'd been bitten by an infected dog. He did not develop rabies. Today in 1933, the first All-Star baseball game was played at Chicago's Kaminsky Park. The American League defeated the National League 4-2, if it matters to you. I sort of enjoy those kinds of facts. Today in 1942, Anne Frank and her parents and her sister entered a secret annex in an Amsterdam building where they were later joined by four other people. They hid from the Nazi occupiers for two years, but they were ultimately discovered arrested and removed. You know that story because Anne Frank's father had given her a diary for her birthday. Before that, she had taken it with her and she'd entered all of her, she'd written a journal of all of her experiences and how she felt about it and so on during that period of time. Later, she and and others in her family would lose their life. Her father did not. And that a diary was later found and he had it published in her honor and it became very famous, known as Anne Frank's Diary. Today, in 1945, President Henry S. Truman signed an executive order establishing the Medal of Freedom. Medal of Freedom. Amazing. All of us want freedom. The world seeks freedom. Drug addicts seek freedom in one way or another. We all want freedom. We all want life to have meaning. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God is working in you to make you that person that he sees you as now. He sees us as though we have never sinned because we have been justified. We are justified by accepting his Son, Jesus Christ, as our personal Savior. Christ, therefore, bears the burden of our sin, which he has paid for on the cross. 
Christianity is the most incredible message of redemption the world has ever known. It is God reaching out to man to save him from his sin. Do something for him that he cannot do for himself. That is the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I've had the honor of preaching that message. Some of the greatest churches, in fact, in the largest church in the world in Seoul, Korea, all the way to the jungles where there were gatherings of two or three or four dozen people in a village on the side of a mountain somewhere. They wanted to have a church, and I was in there helping them start a church. We started 139, I think, or 49 churches during those years all over the world, mostly in third world countries, but not exclusively. Some of them were in large cities. The gospel changes lives. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. It doesn't matter what your condition of sin may be. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Jesus Christ, his death, his resurrection, the acceptance of that fact and the acceptance of Jesus Christ as Savior changes your life for time and eternity. Jude, the little book of Jude, verses 24 and 25, says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. I would add to that, amen. So be it. Mark Twain said, patriotism is supporting your country all the time and your government when it deserves it. I agree. We're not, we don't pledge allegiance to our government. We pledge allegiance to the flag. We pledge allegiance to our country. But Gary, isn't that somehow, I mean, we're not being faithful to God. God's supposed to be first. Well, God is first. In our lives as Christians, millions and millions of Christians across this country serve God through his son, Jesus Christ, as I just talked about for a moment. But they can also be patriotic. They can love their country. I do. I'm sure many of you do. But patriotism is under attack now. Not just the act of patriotism, but what it means. The meaning, that's what the left does. The, the, the left attacks the words. I talked about a, a, a couple of weeks ago now, the fact that the, uh, the, the, the World Economic Forum, the WEF, Klaus Schwab and those guys, they're talking about write, rewriting a new version of the Bible using AI, artificial intelligence, to write the Bible so that they it can be inclusive of everybody, not just a few who will accept the the truth, the, the teaching of the Bible, but write a new version, and they were saying like NIV and naming others that have come in, but there's what they're doing is not anything like a version for better understanding of the Bible, it's a rewriting of the intent of the Bible. And so we were talking about that here a while back, and it was it got a lot of 
comments that it got a lot of attention actually across the country because we wrote an article on it as well as talking about it on the station that you're listening to now. But there's always, that seems there's a constant attack on truth. And the word of God is the truth. It is inerrant. It is infallible. It is inspired by God. It is the truth that sets us free and informs us as to knowing God in a better way. So there's always this attack. So they're talking about now creating this Bible so that it can be inclusive of, you know, the LGBTQ and and even atheists can have kind of a part, a seat at the table, I think is the phrase they use. So there's always this attention and there's always trying to change the meaning of words because they have learned, the left, the destructive left, has learned that if they can change the meaning of words, they can change the activities and the actions of people. And so now there's this all-out effort, really, on the part of some to redefine patriotism. And I want to talk to you just a little bit about what patriotism really is and what they're trying to do with it today. So beware. There, James Madison made the comment, one of our founding fathers and a president, he made the comment in 1822, he was talking to W.T. Berry, if you care to know. But I think it's relevant to us today. James Madison said, A popular government without popular information or the means of acquiring it is but a prologue to a farce or a tragedy or perhaps both. Knowledge will forever govern ignorance, and a people who mean to be their own governors must arm themselves with the power which knowledge gives. That is so very, very true. And that's what we're talking about today, the fact that we are they are trying to change even what patriotism means. They are successfully doing that. The press is all in on it. So when you hear the word patriot, it doesn't necessarily mean someone who loves his country. It can mean a lot of different things. And I think we should know that. And that's what we, we try to do. I, I give myself completely in my preparation and everything to, to putting information out there that we should all know. And I mean, I'm learning all the time myself. And I'm, I'm coming you know, to know things I didn't know last week and so on. I think that process is very healthy for all of us. But it is spiritually and, and it is morally healthy for the nation, for its people, for our people to be informed and to know what's going on. And the Bible speaks to this, that we should be informed. God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We need to know what's going on, and that's why we do what we do here. And I would just add to that, thank you for supporting it, because I need your support to continue to do what we do, and thank you for it. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. You can also contribute on our website, faithandfreedom.us, .us, not .com. That's someone else. Faithandfreedom.us. But on Tuesday, while millions of Americans chose to celebrate our nation's Independence Day, the Associated Press decided to explain to the celebrating millions who were attending parades on the 4th of July. They published this article, feature article. Well, people all across the nation, millions of people were 
attending parades and fireworks and other Independence Day events, AP took the position that they <laughs> that they would focus on the word patriot patriot and tell the nation that it's not necessarily what you think it is. That too, the activist press says, is changing. Patriotism, oh no, it's not what you think it is. It's evolving. It's morphing. Traditional version of a patriot, Associated Press said, to set the stage for what they were really wanting to say, is only one version of a patriot. Today the word and its variants have morphed, they say, beyond the original meaning. It has become infused in political rhetoric and school curriculums with varying definitions while being appropriated by white nationalist groups. Trying to define what a patriot is depends on who's being asked. Oh, that's relativism. There's no fixed truth in the leftist mind. Just whatever you decide it is, whatever it morphs into being. While the word's origins come from ancient Greek, it was used a lot in ancient Greek writing, I'm sure you know that, but its basic meaning in American history is that someone who loves their country. I mean, it's not complicated. A patriot is someone who loves their country. Mark Twain had to say what you know what he says and the way he said it. We love our country. We we love and support our our administration, our president, and our government when they deserve it. That's patriotism. But a long time ago, the original patriots that whole context that comes from the American Revolution, most often associated with figures like Sam Adams and Benjamin Franklin and James Madison and George Washington and all these guys. They were they were they were fighting for something they believed in. And they were known as patriots. They took part in the American Revolution. They were working uh, with people advocating for their voices to be heard in the political process. The hallmark of patriotism, then, is that it was a sense of self-sacrifice or of caring more about one's neighbors and fellow community members than oneself. I, on the 4th of July, if you tuned in, I was on live on the 4th and was off yesterday. We ran a rerun, as you know. But I was talking, on the 4th, I was talking about this. And I was talking about how it was a, a sense of giving. I mean, these guys, in the Declaration of Independence, they, they, they put their life and their fortune and their reputations on the table. And I, I read a piece that Paul Harvey had written about how, what the outcome was, and they didn't all end up rich and comfortable. I mean, some of them did not end well because they made that kind of a commitment, but it was out of patriotism. It was out of a belief in their country, under God. The hallmark of patriotism, then, is this self-sacrifice. Patriotism really depends, though sometimes now, on which American is describing himself as patriotic and what version or vision of the country they hold dear. Associated Press used Independence Day to attack the word patriot by tying it to racism and extremism. And yes, Donald Trump, wouldn't you know, that's where we are today. What better way to celebrate Independence Day than by claiming that being a patriot for your country is problematic? And that's exactly what they did. Associated Press published their article on July 4, as I said, 
saying that Patriot, Patriot has become problematic in recent years. Oh, you don't want to be a Patriot. That's bad. Arguing that extremist groups have appropriated the term to hide their racist beliefs. Truth be told, it is the left who uses words to hide the, the true agenda, that they're, whatever it is that they're, happy, they're trying to promote and advance. But they're accusing good, godly, God-fearing, decent, honest people in America who happen to love their country in spite of the government currently, but they're accusing them of what they themselves are doing and with a complicit press. They said the term patriot in America has become infused in political rhetoric and school curriculums with varying meanings while also being appropriated by white nationalist groups. So if you're a patriot, they're suggesting that you're probably associated with white nationalism. The article argues that the meaning of the word patriot has changed over the years. It's morphed, they say, into a buzzword for right-wing extremists. So if you even feel patriotic, you could be a right-wing extremist, or worse, a white supremacist. These, These are not my words. This is Associated Press, one of the gold standard news providers in America, supposedly. By citing statistics from the radical far-left Southern Poverty Law Center, who are corrupt to the core, the article claims that since the Obama administration, right-wing groups have used the word patriot to fight against LGBTQ rights and immigration. So they're telling America that if you don't endorse and buy into and ally with, if not participate, with the LGBTQ rights and their behaviors, you're not a patriot. You're the other kind of patriot. They say if you're against immigration, now you're a patriot. That's bad. Saying conservative leaders such as President Donald Trump have co-opted the word by calling his supporters patriots. That's the worst thing you want to be as a supporter of Donald Trump because then you become a patriot and then that you're a bad person. Everybody knows it if you're a patriot. It's like putting a big red letter on your chest. It says, since then, many right-wing groups have associated press, have called themselves patriots. They fought election processes. <laughs> they, I'm not making this up. It's unbelievable. LGBTQ plus rights, they oppose those. They've even opposed vaccines and immigration and diversity programs in schools and more. President Donald Trump often refers to the people that support him as patriots. That's really bad. The article conflates conservative values such as border security and traditional views on sex and sexual relations with extremism and radicalism, racism. I mean, that's what they're doing. It claims that patriotism today is associated with conspiracy theories and violence. Louisiana State University historian, this Gaines Foster, he says in the article, they quote he and some others, he said that people begin to lean less toward a commitment to democracy and more to the notion in the Declaration of Independence that there is a right to revolt 
And that becomes patriotism. So he said, that's what patriotism has become. It's the right to revolt. And these people that are revolting against our country are now the patriots. Are you confused yet? I mean, it's it's just unbelievable. It's like you look at any part of life, whether it's your relationship to your country, whether it's human sexuality, whether whatever it is, they have inverted exactly the truth into something that is not the truth. Isaiah spoke to this many, many years ago in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. And I, I know you've heard this verse many times. I've preached on it a number of times as a pastor. But Isaiah 5, 20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them. And that we're living in a woe unto them kind of time. Every word that is good, every word that means something wholesome and has traditionally meant that, they attack that word and they co-opt it and they turn it into something that is very, almost 180 degrees from what it has always traditionally meant. What's, it, what's Associated Press motive in doing this? Well, one person on Twitter said, Many are suspicious of the timing of the article since it was released on Independence Day. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah, you got to be, uh, you don't have to be a deep thinker to be suspicious about it, but it is true. You should be. Another said Associated Press can't even, can't, uh, can't even take a break from dividing Americans on Independence, Independence Day. It's pathetic. It, it is. I agree with that person. The press is working overtime to remake America. Barack Obama talked about that incessantly. He was obsessed with the word remaking America, not strengthening. No, remaking. He didn't want to make it better, make America great again or something to that effect. Oh, no. Remake America. That's something very different. Words matter. MSNBC deadline over the the, the program on MSNBC called Deadline over the weekend, over the uh, first part of this week. It was either on the 4th or it was the day after. The White House host, Nicole Wallace, managed to get a, an interview that they ran. It had been previously recorded but uh, with uh, the president and with Biden. And as many expected, it was yet another embarrassing display for the network. He, she giggled all the way through it, and uh, it was a disaster. But MSNBC's Alex Wagner, he was on there promoting the idea that the country's founding set up a radicalized caste system. Wagner was posing questions such as, if you look at the origins of police forces, some of those sprang from slave patrols. Oh, so the police are bad. Not just patriotism, but the police are bad because the whole idea sprang from slave controls. Like when you have a country that is founded that was with institutionalized racism, how do you get to a more perfect union when you can begin to see not just the existence of white nationalism, white rage, white racism, but begin to combat it? This is what these people were talking about on the 4th of July, on Independence Day. And the thing that they miss completely because they're so stupid and so blind is the fact that it is our independence and this great nation is giving them under God, is protecting God's rights for them to talk about the nation and demean it on the day we celebrate it.
any other country, somebody would come by and take them out. They miss the idea that our freedom exists and the thing that they are pushing against, that they are undermining, they are trying to destroy, is the very thing that allows them to do what they're doing. They can burn a flag if they want to. And they won't get, I mean, the police won't do anything. I mean, that's freedom. I don't like it. It bothers me a great deal to see people desecrating the flag. But it's not illegal. It sh- I think it should be, but it, it isn't. So, you know, you, you look at all this and you have to wonder to yourself, what does this all, I mean, what's going on here? I'll tell you, <clears throat> we live in these trying times. And this is not a time to become lax and to just take a step back. And a lot of Christians are doing that. It bothers me very much. And even more so, pastors are silent. They're not speaking up. That's the same thing that happened in Germany. I've, t- I've interviewed people some years ago on our daily TV show. We were on for a number of years, 12 years, I think, every morning. On uh, They were on network affiliates and uh, starting, originating from Coin TV in Portland, uh, the CBS affiliate. And I interviewed people who had, had been teenagers during that period of time. They were very old at the time. But... Uh, they said it just they didn't realize what was happening in Germany. They were Christians. And there was a kind of a spiritual tone to some of what Hitler was doing. And they just got caught up in it. They didn't realize they were denying God. They were just going along with what was happening and, and they did, weren't seeing clearly. And of course, they were their hearts were broken by the time many years later that I was interviewing them and talking about their experiences. But boy, I'll tell you, we live in a time when our, the American church is going down the same path when our, our, our culture is going to hell. And the pastors have got to speak up. I can tell you from my own experience that I'm not anything other than just one of the bunch. But man, if you preach on the issues and speak to the issues of our day from the Bible, your church will fill up. They, people won't run away from that. But pastors are so afraid to address the issues, or they simply don't believe in the basic, fundamental, traditional values upon which this nation was founded. I don't know. But I do know that the pulpit is responsible. And I've talked about this before. But Charles Finney, the great Presbyterian evangelist, pastor, educator, he wrote a wrote a book. It was kind of an essay, but it was turned into a book on the decay of conscience back in his time. And he said the error that lies at the foundation of this decay of, of individuals and public conscience originates, no doubt, in the pulpit. He was talking to a group of pastors. He said, brethren, our preaching will bear it, the legitimate fruits. If immorality prevails in the land, the fault is ours in great degree. Ours meaning the pastors. He said there is a decay of conscience. The pulpit is responsible for it. If the public press lacks moral discrimination, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the church is degenerate and worldly, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the world loses its interest in religion, the pulpit is responsible for it. If Satan rules in our halls of legislation, the pulpit is responsible for it. If the politics become so corrupt that the very foundations of our government are ready to fall away, the pulpit is responsible for it. Let us not ignore the fact, my brethren, 
Let us lay it to heart and be thoroughly awake of our responsibility to respect and to the morals of this nation. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.